Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. All righty. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. Uh, oops. I forgot to finish out. Um, I forgot to finish out my text message. Hold on real quick. Got to do this real fast. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. When I say everybody, no one's here yet because it takes a hot second for it to hit in the webs. So, uh, if, if you are tuning in, welcome. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, I had to go to the doctors. I had to go to the ER for the second time in three weeks. My daughter fell off of a horse gate okay. and uh, she didn't brace herself this weekend. And she braced herself with her head as it hit the ground. So everything's fine. She just looks a little jacked up right now. Um, <laughs> I'm, but I'm tired of going to the ER with kids. I, I need to put a bubble around her at this point. She swallowed I mean, a magnet two weeks ago. Has this happened she- often? No, it's just been a hell of the last three weeks, man. She she swallowed a magnet three weeks ago to make sure our dog didn't swallow it. So props to her for like just being kind, I guess. And then she was playing with friends. And she tried to climb the gate and she fell. So she looks like a hockey player right now. Her forehead's all beat up, shreds. Uh, anyways, good morning, y'all. It's great to see y'all. People tuning in. Um, Joe, Christina, Joseph, it's good to see you. Yeah, Richie, we need to hang when I'm in Atlanta on Wednesday. Let's do it. Um, Karen, it's good to see you. Jordan, I love it. Christina, it's good to see you uh, as well. Um, so uh, a few things. One, uh, this is my boss, so y'all be nice. Uh, second off, um, we are going to have a lot to talk about today. So we're going to hit this really hard. We got four or five things to talk about. It's going to be great. Um, second, third thing is comment, say, hey, let us know where you're tuning in from. Um, I, again, the reason why I tell people this is it's a networking platform. It's a networking show. Um, but one thing I realize is that people just need something to hang out and learn, at, learn every day. And so if you don't comment, people don't know you're watching and then you don't have the opportunity to network with people. There's a lot of people on the show that have found internships, have found jobs, have found mentor mentees on this show. So if you don't comment, I don't know if you're watching, even if you're commenting and you're lurking, if you're not commenting, you're lurking, just throw up your favorite emoji, do something. Second off, ask questions. Tasia is a wealth of knowledge. That's why I joined gun. Um, and so, uh, we're going to, so ask questions. This is the one time where he doesn't bill you for it. Right. So ask questions. Um, and then, uh, final thing I want to give a shout out to uh, that conference, the official coffee sponsor of the show. So I'm drinking the coffee beans right now. They're a great conference too. We're going to be at it in full force next year. One of my favorite conferences. Um, so check them out. Also to Tasia's here. I do this anyways. I want to let you know, man, I do this anyways, but shout out gun IO for taking a chance on me and hiring me. We're doing some pretty cool shit in the hiring industry. So you should uh, check us out. I'm not doing that because Tasia's here. All right. Uh, what else? What do we got here? Um, Let's see here. Alex, good morning. Eugene, it's good to see you. Taylor supporting that healthcare system. Yeah, my daughter is doing a great job. Uh, Jason, it's good to see you. Daniel from Jacksonville. Um, Jordan, um, our little one in the hospital last night. Jordan, hope everything's going okay, buddy. Um, Nigeria, I love it. We're international today. Nick, it's good to see a big dog. All right, cool. Let's dive in. Tasia, get the people what they want, man. Who are you? What do you do? 
and we'll go from there. Dude, this is sick. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys are having a good Monday. I'm sorry to hear about um about your kid, Jordan. Um, okay, so what do I do? So I do uh, some degree of executive management of a company called Gun.io. And um, what we do is we connect developers with companies. We help developers get paid. We help companies grow by hiring the best uh, engineers. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, as far as like my day-to-day, I love being involved in like marketing and sales uh, and strategy around data, things like that. Yeah, Tej's a big data nerd, like taking classes on data just because he likes it, which I think is yeah. real weird. And like math, right? What, what are you taking right now for fun again? Uh, just I'm working on some classes in, in applied math. Um, just, yeah. just for the heck of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes like honestly, you know, I feel like challenging your mind like creates momentum. You know what I mean? And it's like nice that. to challenge your mind in ways that aren't so like heavy. Like everything at work is a big decision. It's heavy. There's impact to people's careers, to the company, to the like, to our customers. So sometimes it's nice to solve a problem that's just like academic and like, you don't think about it if you get it wrong. It's fine. So you think applied math is not heavy? You and I are two different people. I took pre-algebra in college. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing, nothing bad happens if you make a mistake. That's true. Right? You just That's true. Like, correct it. It's okay. Fine. So you brought up some grace. So I want to dive into this. wasn't even on. This wasn't even on the things to talk about. But you brought that up. I fe- so I was I was raised in a household where it wasn't accepted to make mistakes. Yeah. Right. Very very much of a non mistake household. Um, as as somebody who is who is you know scaled a startup. Um, talk about mistakes, right? Because, because I feel like a lot of people, especially watching this are probably, uh, walk around with fear in terms of interviewing, maybe getting a new job and being scared. You and I've had those conversations about me too, right? So like, I think a lot of people have this scared mentality. So what would you tell those folks who have that mentality? Because you're very much of a sense of like, go, go, let's break shit and let's fix it and let's figure it out as we go. So I'm curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, totally. I mean, so I think maybe zooming out to like big picture and then coming into the context of a company might be a good way to answer it. So I think, yeah, I mean, same here. Like my upbringing was pretty strict and uh, you know, if you made a mistake, there was definitely hell to pay, but like, I don't know, maybe like it's good because you learn from that. Uh, Probably if I had a point of view, it's like turn the punishment dial a little bit like lower. Yeah. No, to to increase like a culture of experimentation. I think it's fine though. Like, I feel like as long as we're aware of that, I'm like, we we're aware of like that aspect of ourselves, then yeah. you correct for it over time. So I don't know, you know, um, I think in the context of a company, like, especially one that one that's our size, like 30 people, it seems like the biggest mistake that we can make is like not going after like an opportunity aggressively. Right. Mm, so like okay. there, there are like small mistakes you can make in terms of like, okay, maybe you could have iter- like we just threw an event. All right. Like maybe there's like two things we could have done differently, or maybe we could have, you know, collected information more efficiently. Like, I don't know, maybe we could have done it at a different place, but our place right. was so some number of like small mistakes, but the bigger mistake could have been not doing it because we were afraid to make tiny ones. Right. right. Especially for a company of our size. I think probably like 
if you're a huge company, then you start worrying about like, okay, actually like we have a big machine that's worrying. We shouldn't worry about like taking a big risk, fucking up our existing business. Right. I think maybe the dynamic changes, but yeah, for our company, I feel like the biggest thing is not taking action. Like that's mm. the biggest mistake. So that's just the way that I think about it. Um, what, but, what, what, yeah. what would you tell folks like that are currently maybe just in engineering jobs right now who maybe are new at their jobs, maybe just started in the last six months and they're scared to make a mistake. What would you tell those folks? Yeah, I would say like, I would say trust in the fact that you've done your diligence, hopefully like through the interview process mm -hmm. and that you have a good relationship with your manager and with like key senior people in the org. And if not, like build that, you know, right. like spend five, 10, 15, 20 minutes on zoom, just like shooting the shit, catching up. Right. Like I talk about this, org, right. Like learn about their family, build a relationship. And I think right. like when you have good relationships, you build like relationship capital, you build trust and it, like that creates the space like for taking a risk and for making mistakes. Cause I mean, it's hard to grow unless you make mistakes. Right. Um, yeah. so you just got to make sure that like your environment professionally, I think is conducive to making mistakes. And mm -hmm. I don't know our parents, like if you make a mistake, like there's hell to pay, but like norm, that's not normal human interaction. Like, yeah, that's not. Yeah. 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 I, nobody's like, yeah. So yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't worry about that. And and if that is like a symptom of your workplace, then maybe there's like something deeper going on. That you need to right. Yeah. And then, then you can use gun IO to, to help you find another position. Um, uh, so Alex comes in the other day. I was, I was, I was found out there's a stack overflow for math problems. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Nope. Big nerd right there. Jason goes, good site to solve math problems for fun. Again, y'all are weird out here trying to solve math problems for fun. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, engineers, gonna be get, it. engineers huh? get it. They, they get it because it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know, especially like when you're working in like a collaborative environment and like the stakes of like solving this problem are high. Sometimes it is chill just to like worry about some shit that's for fun. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Gabe, it's good to see you, man. Uh, we got a lot of folks tuning in. It's wonderful to see y'all this morning. So, uh, Teja, I want to talk. Let's talk about Gun.io. I know you mentioned, obviously, what we do. The folks who've been following me, I've been, obviously, shouting it from the rooftop since I've been here. What, what Can you give me the OG story? Like, what motivated you uh, to, to kind of start this company? Um, and, 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 and what's your vision for the company, right? Because, because again, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of, you know, hiring companies out there right so like what what did you want to do that made this different yeah i just i like the statement by barrett he just says i i hate math very mean yeah, me too barrett that. um yeah so you know it's interesting like i don't know i feel like most founding stories are like quite airbrushed like, you know, they're like parts of it that are like omitted to give like a clean narrative. Like our, our narrative is not that clean. I mean, I think it's fun. I think it's awesome, but it's not sure. that. Clean. So how much time do I have? Dude, listen, I mean, we have as much time. I don't have a hard stop. Uh, so we, we can <laughs> run over if you want. Yeah. So, okay. So a buddy of mine in college, his name, his name is Rich Jones. Uh, he's now currently living in Norway. Uh, with his girlfriend, maybe fiance, maybe wife at this point, honestly. Sorry, Rich, if I, if I get that wrong. And so, and so Rich and I, like, we were just good friends in college. He was like a wild man, though, like, honestly, like a wild man. And, um, 
we graduated college. We still kept in touch. And I, and I moved to China just after college. But did you really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. And um, originally I wanted to live in China just to like, just like train uh, martial arts and like just have fun. Cause I like worked throughout every summer in college. I like did work study in college. It was like pretty demanding. I played a sport. Like it was just like a demanding experience and I wanted like a year or two just like relax, honestly. And um, I get there and like, you need money. Like this is the thing about like when, right? Like you just sort of realize like you need money. Yes, yeah, right? so you can't travel the world, Asia, and not have money. Yeah, <laughs> well, so you're, you're right. Money doesn't really like you. That just, math, man. That yeah. math really coming in handy. Like you know, you like have like the college is paying for the meals. You just eating yeah, you have food. like an ecosystem at yeah. college. There's like you're this protective bubble. Yes, totally. And so I'm like, okay, damn, I need a job. So. Um, at the time I was thinking about going to graduate school and I had just like made some friends, um, with like alumni of, of my school and other schools. And I was just like kind of exploring like, Hey, maybe going back to the U S just going back to school. And, um, I met these guys and they were working on like a technology startup in China. It was basically like a group on competitor. And, um, I had never envisioned like working in technology. Um, uh, I grew up like obviously tinkering with computers and I played a lot of computer games. And so, um, I took a job at a software startup. Just, I was like basically the, like one of the data analysts, like I oh. built like, a pipeline for nice. all their businesses and made sure that the executive team, like got their daily reporting. You know what I mean? Like you just like basic stuff. And so, uh, it was sick, man. Like it was, it was an environment where I felt like uh, it was really meritocratic and I didn't have to wear like a suit. Like that was one thing that I was super into uh, because all my friends had to wear like really, I don't know, stuffy clothes to show up. And I was like, dude, I get to wear like a t-shirt. I have to work a lot, but like people are really smart. Yeah. And um, they ended up like scaling and selling that company in like two years for like a ridiculous sum of, money and i was like dude this is kind of crazy like this is like a cool environment people are really smart we're all working really hard we're super motivated and i was like man maybe there's something like to just working in this environment versus like going back and working at like procter and gamble or like a huge company and like you know following a traditional path of like i don't know uh like developing your skills and then like doing your thing right right so I came back to the U.S. Um, after they sold that company, and I was honestly just like chilling, like at home. And uh, my buddy from college, he's like, "Hey, I have this website uh, called Gun.io, and at the time, it's actually just like a bounty site um, to to basically uh, pinpoint problems in open source software and assign a bounty." So other open source developers can work on these problems. Interesting. Yeah, because okay. it's, it's a classic public goods problem, right? It's like a problem is like, okay, there's a, there's a park. There's no park, you know, cleaning service, let's say, because it's like somebody just made this park. Right. Um, but like somebody needs to clean it and like maintain it, like weed it, you know, keep it pristine so everybody right. can use it, right? And like get enjoyment from it or get productive use from it. Um, 
but there's no incentive to work on it beyond just like, I feel compelled to do it. And so what, what Rich was trying to do is basically create economic support structures for the open source community to incentivize working on open source software. Okay. Uh, the problem that like we ran into was that like it, the price of work for software labor wasn't yet approaching like market rates such that the monetary incentive could properly incentivize people to do the open source work. Yeah. Right. So it'd be like a hundred dollar bounty for like, you know, maybe 20 hours worth of work. Yeah. Right. Which just, it's like, you know, I don't know. Somebody once told me this, they were like, either work for free or for a lot of money, like working, right. Working for a little bit of money is just lame. Right. You don't sure. Sure. Um, so, you know, we were just like thinking about it. Like, how do we, how do we get like, how do we fulfill the initial vision of helping really good devs make money so they can do what they love? Sure. Um, and so then like, I don't know, I recruited a friend of mine that I had met in China and we just started pounding the phones like and cold calling AngelList company, like companies on AngelList. Like that's, really? yeah, that's how we got started. So we had a site, we kind of like, I mean, we kind of like reoriented it um, around just jobs. So, so devs can get jobs, get paid freelance jobs mainly. And then they can work on open source software, like on their free time. Uh, and we just, I mean, me and JP, we just spent like eight hours a day, like literally cold calling companies on AngelList. Yeah, that's and just being like, what problems do you have? We yeah. we can get software engineers to pick up the slack, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And and like we were one of the first sites, I think, to like have um like a github link in their profile and like we were really adamant about like you have to look at people's like open source contribution that's like, awesome their open source project history also and shout out I need, I need to get you connected with him brian douglas brian douglas is the founder ceo of open source open source is putting much more emphasis on being able to find jobs not find jobs necessarily but basically evaluate an engineer on their github and their open source contributions okay. Yeah, perfect. I'm sure they're doing it in a sick way. Like there's so many more tools available today um, to do that. And so, yeah, I, that's what we did, man. And then like, obviously, like you, you get customers, they're like, hey, can you, can you do this? You know, we don't want you just to introduce us, but we want you to kind of make sure that the thing goes well and the business kind of grew from there. But like, honestly, the, the first iteration of the company was like, like, help hackers get paid that was the initial tagline like that's that was the vision that we were driving to is like how do we help hackers get paid and like i don't know i think hacker is a term that has a lot of meanings depending on who you speak to like sure. obviously if you write open source software you know the sort of etymology of that word and if you're if you're a developer you know the etymology of that word it's it's both like the good bad yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah. right so, uh, so, you know, recently you guys took on funding, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, we, we, not you, we, um, and, we. uh, yeah, we <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, I know people, people watch this, like, this sounds like a little unicorn finders. I promise we're going to get into some, some other like tactical stuff for you, but I, I wanted, I wanted everybody who's tuned in to get an idea of, of who we are again. I'm new. I've only been here for three months and, and just having the guy that I've actually started this damn thing is, is, is the best thing that, that I could have on the show. So, 
again, we're, we're almost out of this whole uh, history lesson. Um, if you guys are all getting bored. Um, so venture back, talk about why you did it. Um, talk about maybe the process a little bit um, because there's a lot of people watching that may be founders or potential founders that may, um, you know, obviously want to look into this in the future. I think there's a lot of people out there that say, don't, I think it's very split. It's don't take on funding. There's some people who are like, take on funding. So. Yeah, totally. I, so I, I tend to think like the, the, like don't raise financing versus like take financing is like a low, it's like a, it's like a low resolution debate. You know, because like it depends on the business. It depends on your goals for the business. It depends on what the opportunity is for the, for like you to grow the business. And it depends on like how the business is architected. Like, you know, if you have like a coaching business, that's like you and you're like mentoring people, like this is an example, like how to be better software engineers. Like there's probably ways you could take like 2 million bucks and then like orient that business to like be a bigger business right like you could like have a legion of people like writing books you could have a small team setting you up on like 60 events you know like maybe you could do that but like you have to eventually return some degree of return to the people who invested like can you sell the business i don't know so do you pay a percentage of profits? Like, I don't know. So uh, there's like, for that business, it may not make sense. Um, But for us, it was like, okay, so like IT staffing and recruiting is like, uh, like a huge industry, right? There's like so many big players, right? Tell tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like, dude, like, I mean, I don't want to insult any like, yeah. Oh, so, dude, hot take, hot take Monday, man. Let's throw some insults out there. Let's get spicy. No, no. It's just like, it's, it's crazy to me in some ways that you can have like, like, like one thing that I really admire about you, Taylor, uh, is that like you have so much empathy for like who you're serving. Like you have so much empathy for developers and so much empathy, like, for companies and like you're able to get there just like by observing the work like somehow right like you you, like you're you're able to watch like a person who's hiring their team and like feel their pain and like deliver like incredibly same thing for developers and i think that's like an that's like a one in a i don't know eight billion type of gift you know what i mean yeah, I don't know if like a lot of people can do that. So sometimes it like it really perplexes me when you have like a twenty billion dollar company that's like doing IT staffing and like they treat like the talent base like shit, right? Like just commodities, like and companies are like stuck in these like incredibly onerous contracts. Same with the talent. It just like it boggles the mind and so when we like we actually didn't like anticipate taking financing um and i don't know like honestly like the fund that we raised from like they're just really cool like i don't know if we would have raised the money if it like wasn't for them well but 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 there's 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 a big truth in that right i mean i think i think you got to be if you're going to take on investing you you kind of have to be 
you got to be in sync with that firm. Yeah. Like you got to yeah. buy. Yeah. It's a relationship. Super important. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like such a critical relationship. Yeah. And like when every time you talk to the fund, like you need to feel like the right mix of like, like challenged and supported. Like you need to feel like, okay, like we, we need to still go, but like, ah, like I feel good, comfortable yeah. talking to these folks. Yeah. You got to jump off a cliff, but we're going to give you parachutes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Hell, we'll give you a freaking plane. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like to, to hit that high, high altitude jump. Um, yeah. I don't know. So I mean, practically like we got a couple acquisition offers, I don't know, a couple years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, wow. we, and we were like, well, we like running the business. There's, there's still more opportunity to go after. Oh, yeah. Like, let's keep doing that. And we were like, we could probably do a lot of cool shit with like more dry powder. So that's, mm. that's like, that's sort of like the practical reason. And then maybe the more philosophical reason. That that's cool. I want to get to, and, and y'all, Y'all giving me a shout out. Appreciate it. Making me emotional on this Monday morning. Um, I do want to get to want to get to Barrett's comment. Isn't isn't that almost like every staffing company? So Tasia just commented about uh, a lot of staffing companies treating developers poor or just treating their people, especially consultants, poorly. I mean, he, here's the deal. And, and I don't want to go into too much neg- negatively about staffing company. There are individuals within staffing companies that do it well. Yeah. But I will tell you this. And, and Tasia, you and I can maybe dive into this for a second. How hard it is to scale community? How hard is it to scale intentionality? And 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 you know, we've had David G on the show, we've had Victoria on the show, we've had Ben on the show. But can you talk a little bit about just the the type of intentionality and care that we are trying to execute? We're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We're going to have people slip through the cracks. We're going to have people get mad at us. Um, but can you talk about what we're trying to do? Which is why I love working here. Um, because we do try to lead with empathy at gun. Yeah, totally. I mean, like practically, I think the experience feels really different. Like when you sign up as a dev, like you actually get a call, like with a human being that's like happy to see you. You get a call with Victoria, you know what I mean? Like, she's like, Hey, like, here's what you need to do to like make a lot of money on the platform. Here's what you need to do to like expand your skill set, like get into projects where you want to grow um that sort of thing and like if you're stoked about that then you talk to like a tta which is like a technical talent advocate that's going to be like the person that's reviewing your you know past project history like making sure like hey okay like you've set your skills accurately like these are the things you can work on and then when you're on a project you have like like our full platform support um like there's going to be somebody from the business like checking in with you on the engagement you know, if your contract, uh, I think that feels really different than like working on Upwork or working through another staffing company. Yeah. It just feels different, right? On the on the talent side, I think on the company side, it's the same thing. Like, so every non technical person we have in the company is encouraged to do the Odin project, at least like complete a few modules and like learn like a little bit about programming, like you know. Yeah. Like install, you know, some packages, like work with Git, like, okay, you're using the, the GUI, but fine. And like create a, create a project. Like, and, and I think that actually, cause I don't know, not everybody's as empathetic as you. Like sometimes you gotta like actually do this shit, to like understand like, okay, this is the life of a, of a pro. So, you know what I mean? So I think we, I think that's like really fucking cool. Like, yeah. You know, when you're like a CTO or a VP engineering or a lead and you're talking to people that are like, heck, I'm not an engineer, 
but like I get how like hard this is and how vital this is to your company to grow. Like we're gonna, yeah. I think that just it feels different. Uh, and I think you build better relationships. And like that's the that's the space where like good deals happen. Oh, Teja, I lose you. Come back. Come back. Come back. Can y'all see him? Yeah. Teja, you back? You back? Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. That me? My bad, dude. I think that was you. Um, Warren, dude, what's going on, man? Uh, it's good to see you. Um, uh, cool. we need to we need to hang soon, Warren. We need to hang soon. Uh he I, I had the opportunity to interview Warren one on one on my podcast in person. It was a great episode. Y'all should go check that out. It's wonderful. But love you, big dog. Um, uh, Eva, I, I want to get to your comment. Can can you uh I'm confused about the specialist Ben. I have no idea what 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 specialized in on gun. Can you reframe that question, Eva? I, I would I would love to to answer that for you. I want to ask you this, Tasia. Um, because so I get this from a lot of people, right? So I'm gonna go ahead and ask you in person and we can talk about it to the public. Why just senior developers? Yeah, that's interesting. It just honestly, like I'm a guy that fought, like I try to give the people what they want. Sure. And this is what, this is what companies in some ways want. And also it, it's the, it was the easiest for us in a bootstrapped company to work exclusively with one vertical, like one type, one echelon of talent. Sure. Right, like yeah, it just, if you're small, you got to go narrow. Like, like, yeah. like you can't be broad, and make money, especially. Yeah. Well, you totally. Like, you can't deliver on on like a wide variety of commitments. You know, you got to keep the commitment space like super narrow, so you can yeah. build around it and like make it super repeatable and like consistent, right? Um, but I think now that we have like a little bit of an expand, it's funny this weekend. I was just thinking about like, okay, how do we get like juniors like apprentice on existing projects? um i was yeah it's interesting i was having a conversation with a buddy of mine who works at mckinsey and i think you know i probably can't like disclose exactly what we want to do you know but like there is something around like getting juniors to apprentice on projects to get real sort of production like yeah. experience uh and i think that's just fun like that's something that i would want to do. like i would personally want to apprentice on a project or like where we're building like a data warehouse yeah. Or I don't even know the difference between like a data warehouse and a data lake. And I want to go find the difference, right? Like, so yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. So, so, so all that being said, I want to reiterate to y'all, you heard it here. It we're, we're thinking about it. Tasia's thinking about it. Like it's yeah. not something that is not on our radar, but I do have to say the nature of, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tasia, what I've been saying is the nature of free. So 60, around 65% per band, by the way, Ben, Ben told me these stats, 65% of our job opportunities are more geared on the freelancing and part-time side. Naturally, you cannot throw somebody more junior in their career into a freelance high pressure situation. That's true. And we're not going to do that to you to set you up for failure. And so, so yeah. that's just kind of the nature of what we're doing. But as we continue to grow and one of the things that I was brought in to do um, is, is to build out community outside. So again, if you are not in the discord, the public gun discord, we have one, we have over 600 developers in it now. It's very, very active. would love to have you a part of that. And we do all these events. Um, we're having a pizza party this Thursday, Tasia, with, 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 a, a guy, um, who's a, who's a content creator and public speaker, national speaker, James quick, he's coming in. Right. So we're going to do a pizza party. So 
stuff Sick. like that. Um, let's see here. Eva comes back here. Okay. Um, I have a lot of skills in my toolbox, but we covered that generals don't do well on, uh, on gun, but I'm not sure how to whittle down my skills into a specialty. Take your thoughts on this. I, I mean, maybe like defining what we mean by generalist and by like, uh, speciality, Correct. like, are you cutting it by like front end, back end, full stack, mobile DevOps, like, I, I don't know, solutions architect, like, like, like role specialization or like skill specialization, like a particular stack. Um, I would, I would want clarity on that, but I okay. think, I mean, I think generalists do well. On yeah. I would say, I mean, Evan, to be honest with you, a lot of our roles need these like polyglot engineers that can come in yeah. and touch a bunch of different languages. So um, I, I think maybe too, if you need help on your profile, shoot me a message. I can get you connected with Victoria. We actually do an open office session for all of the gun IO um, engineers on our platform to review their profiles and make sure it's obviously um, uh, refined for the job. So Eva, shoot me a DM and, and we can talk more because I would love to obviously make sure you're happy within our ecosystem um, for sure. Yeah, um, totally. And, and like, you know, it's funny. There's like an interesting intellectual problem around this where like the like we so we match on the basis of skills, right? Like all the matches like to get a job connected with a dev biased based on skills. And it's, it's oh. skills in your profile. I want to reiterate, right? I tell people like you need to sit down and fucking get after it for like an hour or so to totally. be successful. Totally, totally. Yeah. But there is like an interesting thing where like, you know, if you're if you're like a capable engineer, you know, like a particular stack, like front to back, like you can spend, you know, like a little bit of time, maybe do like a quick project and like get some level of working familiarity with like a different stack. Like, for example, like if you're a Ruby dev, and you want to flex into like Python or like there's a company you really want to work, you know, with that's on a different, like, it's not, it's not challenging to go and learn that stack with some dedicated effort. Right. Um, and we're working on how to solve that problem because like, again, like the whole matching is biased on skills, but like what we're trying to hire for is like the cognitive flexibility to go and expand the skill set based on the business need and the customer need. Right. So it's just, it's an interesting intellectual problem. I think like generalists are actually like doing quite well on the platform. Yeah, like, I would agree. Right. You can apply to the most opportunities. Yeah. Stick with the company as the company maybe pivots, maybe does a new product. Like all that stuff is true. Yeah. I would honestly say, Eva, if you're still watching, um, uh, I would say we prefer generalists because it, it, we have a lot of stuff come in. Like we need 10 hours doing React. We need 20 hours doing PHP. We need 10 hours doing back in AWS. I mean, you could literally get three jobs within yeah. the gun ecosystem like tomorrow within those skill sets. So again, yeah. I think generals do do well, Eva. So that's what I'm saying. Message me and I can help you kind of answer some more questions. Uh, definitely a lot more comments from our, you know, our junior crew that's here. Alex, that'd be such a great way to get some experience to junior entry level dev. So critical to find ways to help junior entry peeps develop their skills. Um, Alex, I've I've got the gun IO newsletter subscribed and I'm watching it like a hot for when that part yeah. of the program is ready. I love it. Um, I love the idea for juniors as junior. I love the opportunity to develop these skills in a real world scenario for me. Absolutely hundred percent. Also, too, I think Teja, I want to get you connected to Brian because I think there could be some synergy with us partnering with open source yeah. to maybe kind of help with this program for juniors could could to contribute 
yeah, there, there could be something there. I'm just kind of thinking out loud on the, yeah. uh, on the, on the show. Um, let's see here. Tailing my resume to be react specialist, even though I have a wide variety of skills, help people who wanted react skills to find me without sifting through everything. Yeah. So I think this goes on to a bigger thing with the job search. I think you should have specifics towards resumes on your skills, but then also have generalists. Cause I, I think you need to pivot, right? I think you need to pivot, but in this, in this instance, Ellie, I can see how that makes sense. Um, I do want to get into kind of the last two topics here. Um, and again, Tasia and I, whenever he and I are together, we talk for hours. So <laughs> yeah, we don't really have the time to talk for hours today. Uh, one thing, Tasia, so two things that we talked about. I know I subscribe to your newsletter. I love what you write. Also, I want to give a shout out to, 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 to straight bars is what I said. Uh, so Tasia wrote this last week. In the world of tech, innovation isn't limited to lines of code and brilliant algorithms. It's also about the connections we build, the trust we foster and the fun we have along the way. That is straight gas. Probably it literally the, the, the header to my Twitter is so good. And I think it's who we stand for. Can you talk about the power of events? I know you're pretty stoked about it right now. What maybe you've learned even from our last event and kind of what the future looks like for us getting involved in the engineering community. Yeah, totally. I mean, so like I, I'm an extrovert, but I get a lot of energy from like sitting at my desk and just grinding. Like I like being around people, but I get so much energy from just like sitting and like working on a problem and just thinking through a problem. And like, I used to have a disposition where like a lot of interaction, like in my work day, like felt unproductive, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel happiest. Like when I'm getting into bed, I got to good ass workout you know yeah. i ate well i drank yeah well, me and you both and i like solved some big ass problems like i go to sleep being like ah like I'm this fucking, is good yeah like i'm dead like this is good and so i was always resistant to like oh man i gotta go to this event i gotta you know i know you know and, and so i don't know in some ways i was like you know good like we're stuck inside with covid like excellent i get to same <laughs> i'm insane to be honest with you <laughs> like you work out in your house like you're chilling you just go to work you go to bed everything's kind of right there it's great you can yeah, eat well great. because you're not eating out everything's dialed in 100 percent. you're sleeping on time yep and so anyways like that was my disposition but man we threw an event on wednesday i mean well you threw an event no we and, team yeah we. fair enough and, and so uh, it was so fun and like it's fun to meet it's just fun to like talk in person man and i don't i it's like hard to even describe. that's a quote it's fun to talk in person <laughs> yeah like it, it's such a trite like observation i mean i know and like so many people have like said the same shit like i'm not saying anything new but it's like, man, like, okay, if it takes like three 30 minute meetings, like and zoom to like get to know somebody, like, honestly, 10 minutes plus one drink, like the formula yeah. is probably like, like, time in person times drinks equals like, like, 10 times the meeting duration virtually, you know what I mean? Um, in terms of like trust building. And so it was awesome. And, and we want to do more of that. And it's just something that like, I personally, I guess, lost sight of like in the pandemic and post sure. and like sure. to, to like ballast, you know, the fun that we work with, like their credit, they were like, like, you guys need to like do some dope events. I was like, fuck man, I just want to work. Like, how is that working? But they were right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's fun. It's valuable. And fuck, like we met so many cool people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, 
and, and, and it's so funny. Like I said, so uh, Ryan comes in here. It sounds like Tasia is an am, ambivert. I'm also one. I think I am too. So he yeah. and I, are, Tasia and I are very similar, like a lot of similar similarities. I'm kind of the same way. So, it, so my, so without super long story, when I was in, when I was recruiting heads down, like when I was an agency recruiter, I was very good at the mechanics. Nobody could beat me at the mechanics. I was in first thing recruiting very X's and O's. Right. But there was this one girl I recruited with for a long time. She's actually an re internal recruiter at Datadog now. And she was a badass. Her name was Alethea Thompson. For those of you who know Alethea, she and I basically owned the entire Nashville engineering market. And Alethea would never do the X's and O's. But you know what she did? She <laughs> always had lunches and always had happy hours. Um, so, like, I was over here grinding my ass off day in, day out. Yep. She was out here not grinding her ass off in the office, but throwing all these lunches and these meetups and these happy hours and all this. And we were both doing the same amount of sales. Yep. Yep. Dude. Yeah. No, no, dude. Like, it's it's funny. Like, it's almost like weightlifting. Like, you know, I'm like a guy that, like, tracks, like, on a log. Like, my sets, my reps, my reps. Do you have a good log system? I I need to – I don't have a good log system. I need to figure one out. Yeah, mine's good. And, like, okay. yeah. We can talk about that later. I'll tell you about it. But, like, I have friends who are, like, bro, I just get in the gym and just fucking go hard. Like, that's all I do. I just go hard. And I'm, like, these guys are jacked. Like, they just – <laughs> and to me just like you know Alethea sounds like somebody who just like I don't know just goes hard meets people like I would be like tracking against the metrics all this stuff like how many touch points how many that's points me to. yeah totally um so yeah it's just funny it's like funny how different approaches like like map to people's personality types and then also yeah. you know well and that's why I'm appreciative of you supporting kind of what we're doing because um, uh, because I think it's important to start building community outside of the four walls of work because yep. of COVID. Right. And, and so again, for those of you in Atlanta, we are going to throw an event at connect tech, um, here in October, I'm going to be working on that this week. Um, but it's going to be a really, really cool event. Um, and, uh, so if, if you're going to connect tech in Atlanta, um, be on the lookout because we're going to throw a really dope event in Atlanta. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, scaling teams. So we're, we're hiring a lot. So we'll finish out with this. We'll finish out with this. Scaling teams. You wrote in your newsletter a few times. What have you learned hiring over the last few months? Not only myself, but obviously some amazing other individuals that you brought on. Just some observations, maybe some lessons to others. Dude, okay. When you're building like for full time and you're trying to like scale a company dramatically. Okay, like... Res and like I can't believe I'm saying this, but I will. It's like resume, skill set, like goals, like that shit is like important. Like that, like that's like it's, but it's basic. Like you should yeah. be, you should. That's be, the baseline. Yeah, you should be hiring the skills. You should be like they should know the thing that they're gonna do. They should have some experience. They should be confident. They should be, you know, all this stuff. But like most important, like the most important thing is vibe. Like. There needs to be a good, that, yeah, that, like, for real, like good energy about the person, and like the energy between. It sounds so stupid, but it's like the energy between, like, the people on the team. Because somebody like you can be friends with somebody, and you can have a friend group, and you invite them to the friend group, and it fucks the, the vibes energy. off. 
Totally. And you're like, oh, like these I have are- friends like that. And I've tried to mix friends. It's like, Ugh. no. And it's like, they're all independently cool. But like, why is this not like a good vibe with them there? And like building a company is like building a really productive friend group. Like, on I love group. that. You know? I love that. Yeah. And so like, dude, like energy, like how they make you feel, yeah. how they feel, how the team feels around them, especially for senior people. That's like so key. Yeah. Um, and then like also like, you know, like if somebody wants to grow in a career and they're like, okay, how do I get like more money or more responsibility, more impact? It's like one de- like one level of analysis is like, all right, like you got to hit these goals. Company's got to do X, Y, and Z. You got like, that's how you make more money. But it's also like, like what they're not saying is like you have to bring a level of energy to the company that's accretive and makes the company better. And like everybody sees that and that influences, I think in some ways, like your managers and even like the management's ability to give you more money. Like they have to be like, holy fuck, like this person is bringing like a level of energy to this company that is just profound and like yeah. moving. Right. And so for me, like, that's what I look for when we hire people is like, I want to, I think this person is going to bring awesome vibes to the company. Obviously they know their shit, but like, they're going right. to bring energy, not, not like drain energy, you know, not send in a meeting like this sucks. I don't like yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and I've, I've talked a lot about that in the interview process about energy and people have asked like, what does that mean? And, and you kind of described it like managers, like the people, people want, people are going to want to work with you to hire you. I mean, like yeah. you can't just be a fuddy duddy and expect to be hired. And so that's what I'm saying. Like I've been talking a lot about bringing energy in the interviews lately on my social media content. So you just kind of affirmed it right there. Like you have to have the energy. Yeah. To move the needle, especially right now in this market. Totally. And I mean, like I would say in terms of like the proportion of interviews conducted, like 80 to 90% of all interviews done the managers want to hire the person that they're speaking to. Like they, they want to go into that meeting and be like, blown away. Here's your offer. I don't want to take any more interviews. Like, let's go. Right. They, they want to be put in that space. That's why they're there. And like, if people show up and the energy level is not there, like the vibe is not there. Like, like people are interviewing or like disappointed, like super disappointed, right? Like you want to find somebody who's like, holy. Yeah. This person's amazing. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like so important. And, and, but it's, again, it's like, it's hard to pin down. Yeah, it's a feel. And you gotta, you gotta have experience hiring Yeah, because it's definitely, it's definitely a refined skill set that you've got to pick up. It's not something you can just figure out. Not yet. Like you have to, I don't know, like, it's like you talk to them, like, do they light up when they talk about their family? Do they light up when they talk yeah, about yeah. Their hobbies? Like all that stuff is like subtle, but you, yeah, but you, but, but you know what I'm talking about? Like when you meet somebody and they're oh, yeah. complaining about some shit, like this is kind of lame. Like what's yeah. going on? I also talk about be careful that you put <laughs> online and talk about in the interview process too, because yeah. it could, it could come back and bite you. Um, all right. We've run long, but I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, I know I've enjoyed it. So I tell you, I, I end with three questions. All sure. right, three questions. Again, thank y'all for tuning in. I appreciate it. This is the last one of the week. Tomorrow, we have a huge marketing meeting tomorrow. So no live tomorrow. And then Wednesday, I'm headed down to Atlanta. Um, and then Thursday, I'll be coming back from Atlanta. 
Um, and then Friday, um, I will not be able to go live. So, so Teji, you're the only live of the week, big dog. So congratulations. Um, yeah. So three questions. The first thing, what do you do outside of work that brings you joy right now? All right. So, okay. So I recently tore my ACL training jujitsu. So I haven't been training jujitsu, but I've been looking a little small. I got to admit. I know, I know, but I, but I've been, but I've been hitting the gym and like, like, you know, I, yeah, hitting the gym, hitting the weights and like really dialing in like my nutrition. And so Mm -hmm. that's been super fun. It's just, it's just motivating. You know what I mean? Like, Hit the weights, go hard. It's a fundamental. What have you found out about nutrition? Just, just any observations right now? Okay, and rank order. This is what's most important about okay. it for me. When I look at progress, number one, making sure that I'm eating the right like amount of food, like not too little, not too much, mm. right? Then eating like really to the extent possible healthy. Then eating enough protein. Then hydration. Hydration is actually not that important, I find. But that's just well, all I drink is coffee, pretty much up until yeah. Day. And I'm fine. You know, I feel good. Uh, same. Well, maybe I can sleep better, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And having like predictable times around when you eat. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you yeah. talked about meal prepping yesterday when we were texting. Like that's super important. What I like to do is like. I'll make like, like a bunch of steaks or like chicken or something on Sunday mm-hmm. and like rice and then mm-hmm. time. Rice, right. And then you can just layer in your vegetables or eat another meal out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been cool. And honestly, like not training jujitsu in some ways it's, is nice. It like opens up my schedule. So I have like some evenings like off, <laughs> which is nice. It's it's so that's why you're big on events. So you have your evenings free. That's why <laughs> I'm chill now, dude. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I yeah, it. so I, I love training jujitsu. I mean, I love like fitness culture. I love, yeah, yeah. Working out, like hiking, biking. All that stuff. I love it. Yeah. Uh, second question, what tools, technologies, frameworks, trends, books, topics are you reading right now? So, so, so the first question was a little bit more like, you know, high level, this is a little bit more like educational. What are you kind of tinkering with reading right now? Yeah, totally. I mean, I would say I'm okay. So I got really fascinated by um, like uh, predictive, predictive modeling techniques um, over the last couple of months. Um, So like we have a problem in our company, right? Where like the key problem we're trying to solve is like, we're trying to have every job, eventually get a developer paid right like if if we can get every job that comes through connected with a dev like everybody's super happy and like you know like yeah people get paid and so the thing about predicting whether or not a job gets filled is like it's like data scientists would say like it's a highly dimensioned problem because there's like so many different features of a company, right? And so many different features of a dev, right? Their location, their level of seniority, the specific skills they have, the rate that they have, same on the company side, their budget, level of financing, where they're located, blah, 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 product, so many different things. And so how do you actually make an analysis that like predicts based on features of the job, features of the company, features of the dev, like 
that are that are interested like that this job can get filled so yeah i've been just like you know playing with like decision tree models um different predictive models to try to like really fine tune understand and drive you're trying to math up our industry good luck with that dude (laughs) yeah yeah no it's interesting because it's people but like to to me like this is the space where like math is really fun like for me personally and obviously maybe it's not fun for everybody but it's like okay you have theory you get to apply it into practice if you do it well you create value for a bunch of people so um yeah just studying that and like code interpreter is pretty sick like you have to make sure to feed it synthetic data but like chat gpt is awesome for that saves you like hours and hours of of modeling um there's some data security risk but whatever as long as you're using synthetic data it's okay um so yeah i would say that's what i'm messing with like from like i don't know like a technical standpoint and then like from a from like a uh non-technical standpoint dude i'm like hooked on this dude uh mike isretel's videos he's like a bodybuilder with the renaissance periodization on youtube he's got the best science-based content um, okay on the tube so i've been like diving into that that's like what i watch at night like you know when i'm just like bored trying to go to sleep he's like like you know uh like optimal sets per session are 10 to 15 like you know what i mean i'm like oh okay that's such a nerd man i love it (laughs) i love it uh last questions we wrap up here um uh what would be your biggest piece of career so the show's called guidance counselor 2.0 because we have guidance counselors in middle school high school and college but now as adults, we don't really have anybody to turn to and ask for career advice. Yeah. What would be your biggest piece of career advice to younger Tasia? Uh, I would say like take more risk. I think, I think like that's probably true in every stage of your career is yeah. like take, take a lot of risk. Take so much risk that you feel like if you fuck this up, you can't come back from. Like that's probably the right level of risk because I think like it's, I don't know, unless there's something wrong with you, you're probably not like, that's probably still under risking. So I would say like, when I look back and the best decisions of my career have probably been the ones where I'm like, fuck it, like, let's go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, For sure. I mean, like, for just as an example, like if we had sold the company a couple of years ago, we would never be having this conversation. Right. Um, yeah. And it's a risk to go like when you have like a money sitting there, right. You get people paid, everybody in the team's happy. Like that's cool. Uh, but then you keep going. That's a risk. Right. So like, but it's a good risk. Like you're happier. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're scary. Uh, yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I would say take take risk. Like, well, and as somebody too who's uh, we we had some people comment by the way. Look up Eugene To too. I bet you'll love him. Um, yeah, I love that dude. He's on like uh, YouTube Shorts. I've seen him. He's swole. I love yeah. that. I love that. Um, you know, for me as somebody who worked the same company for twelve years, I mean, I you know, part of probably what kept me there for probably last four or five years was I didn't want to take risk. Yeah. Right. And 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 I will tell you. Uh, listen, I'm not about jumping to a new job just because it, just because you know you had one bad day. Um, but I will tell you this: I think I think fear held me back. Now I think everything happens for a reason. There was a time and place for everything, and there was a I came across you know you guys at a perfect time. Um, but at the end of the day, I wish I probably would have taken more risks 
um, and, and, and maybe would have done something a little different. Um, but that's just my two cents. That's so, I mean, you know, I kind of believe that like everybody ends up at the right idea for themselves at the right time. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a, it's, it's kind of a complicated point of view, but it's like, had you not stayed at that company company for 12 years, you would not have been as convicted probably about taking risk. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably like in the end, it's like good. It's like for a good reason. So yep. A hundred percent. Cool. All right. Well, Tay, just stay on real quick. Secondly, about you off air, but y'all thank you again for hanging out to say again, it knows a long one. It's almost an hour. I love it. I've, I don't think I've ever gone an hour with anybody on the show. Uh, but obviously you can see we have a good vibe. So connect with Tasia. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to encourage him to do more posts on LinkedIn. He hasn't done it yet. Um, <laughs> hopefully you all can keep him accountable. Um, and then, uh, yeah, again, network with everybody on the show. Um, if, if you like this show, repost it, um, especially if you want others to learn about what we're doing at gun would love your support. Otherwise y'all have a great week and we'll see y'all next Monday. Peace. See y'all. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me at TDeston on all social media handles, and I hope you have a fantastic day.